Welcome back to the Cultura and Cash podcast. This is Giovanna Gonzalez, otherwise known as Gigi, or the first-gen mentor. I'm a financial educator, speaker, influencer, and an author of the best-selling book, Cultura and Cash. I hope you had a nice weekend. My weekend was pretty chill. Uh, let me see. We did a marathon of The Family Chantal, which if you are a 90 Day Fiance fan, you know what that is. Uh, the Family Chantal has been out for a long time, but we hadn't seen it because I don't know why. But we've been missing out on some great reality TV. And what else did my weekend consist of? Uh, I went to the Apple store and bought myself an iPad. Uh, my iPad is so old. I think I got it in 2014. It doesn't even update anymore. It stopped updating like two years ago. So I it's just there. Uh, I probably need to recycle it or whatever they do at Apple. And I've been resisting buying one because I didn't want to make the spend, but it turns out I'm going to need one for my audiobook narration for my book in May. I need to mark up the PDF of my book with notes and highlight and check marks, and I need to be able to do that on an iPad. I can do it on a computer, but I'm like, ugh, I don't want to take the whole computer to the recording studio. So I'll have a nice little iPad Air and That'll be nice, too, because I use my phone right now to do virtual training with my personal trainer. Shout out to Julio, and now I'll get to use the iPad. Enough about my weekend. This episode, I want to talk about my, my journey to reclaim Spanish. And this actually was inspired by a LinkedIn community member who said, ooh, when I, when I launched the podcast, they're like, can you please talk about your Spanish journey? Claro que sí. <laughs> Para serles sinceros, no he practicado mi español, uh, pero les voy a platicar más del proceso que usé para aprender español para mi webinar con Fidelity. For any of those that don't speak Spanish, I was just saying that, to be honest, I haven't practiced my Spanish as much, but in this episode, I do want to share my process of how I mastered my Spanish last August enough to do an all-Spanish webinar with Fidelity Investments. So how did this all come about? Uh, let's see. So <laughs> in June of 2023, I made what I would consider a viral video. got a couple, a couple hundred thousand views. Uh, on, and it's funny because the video did well on LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok. Usually the video, videos don't do well on all three platforms, but I think the message just really resonated with people. And that's why the video was so well received. If you may remember, it was a video where I was complaining about how I was so sick and tired of Ben Affleck speaking better Spanish than me. <laughs> and I said, how is this possible? Spanish is my first language, and I don't even feel comfortable using it in professional settings. But Ben Affleck is here promoting his projects. I forget what movie he was promoting this summer. And, um, you know, people extend them grace because he's a white man. And even though the Spanish is very mediocre, they extend him grace where... With us as Latinos, Latine, they're much tougher. If we have broken Spanish uh, or anything less than perfect, we get called mozabos, pochos, all these things. So a lot of us just kind of retreat and don't want to speak Spanish in professional settings unless uh, we actually feel that we are good enough. And for me, that has affected my career as a speaker and creator in many ways, uh, mostly in the opportunities to do Spanish media. I've been approached by Spanish uh, TV networks or Spanish, um, yeah, just Spanish media, like online media. 
where they want to do an article and interview me in Spanish. And I say, even though I am bilingual, I fully understand Spanish and I speak Spanish. I don't know the financial jargon of what I speak in English in Spanish. Because um, if you think about that, this isn't something that I grew up learning at home, right? Any sort of anything about finances, interest rates, high yield savings accounts, those discussions were had at home. So I don't have the language for that. Uh, so anywho, I spoke that video into existence in June of 2023. And it resonated with a lot of people because the comments were like, I feel so inspired to do the same. I have felt so, um, what's the word? I felt so insecure, insecure about my Spanish. And this is like the motivation I needed to get it together. Like, let's do it. There was a lot of that sentiment of like, yeah, like instead of complaining that we feel that we're not good at Spanish, let's do something about it. So uh, I spoke that into existence and what I first started doing were Spanish Fridays on Instagram stories to kind of get me started. And that was good because I was consistent with that. So every Friday I would go on Instagram and post an update of what I was gonna do for the weekend or what I was gonna do for work that day all in Spanish. My Spanish was choppy, <laughs> but people appreciate it because they're like, okay, like she's trying. And I actually had a couple other people that were inspired by it and started doing Spanish rice too. Although I must admit, I stopped doing it because things are hectic with the book launch. But that's how I started. But um, what's funny is that by speaking it into the universe, <laughs> the next month, I'm not kidding you, Fidelity contacts me and my talent management team and says that they want to do um, uh, a webinar, a webinar for Hispanic Heritage Month. I work with Fidelity um, over two years now as an influencer, but this is the first time that I was going to work with them as a speaker. And I was ecstatic because I am a Fidelity customer and I have uh, been an influencer for them for several years. So I'm like, yeah, let's, let's take our work relationship to the next level. So I was very excited about that until they said, but we want you to do it in both languages, in both English and Spanish for accessibility. And I said, oh my goodness. <laughs> Again, I was just like, I, I, can't, I, I can do the English one in my sleep, but the Spanish one I just knew I was gonna struggle with. And I said, no, you know what? I, I spoke it into existence. This opportunity is no coincidence. And now I have to step up to the plate. So I did. Um, I stepped up to the plate hard. <laughs> so this is what I did to master my Spanish, honestly, in a month. Uh, and when I say master it, I say master it enough to do a one-hour webinar talking about financial education. So again, something that I never felt comfortable doing. Um, so I will walk you through some of the steps that I took. I immediately hired a tutor. <laughs> I said, I need one-on-one -on -one time with a tutor. I had been following Spanish con Ale, AKA Alejandra, for quite some time. Uh, we have been introduced through the TikTok Latinx Creators Program, and I always loved her content, and I DM'd her right away. I said, hey, Ale, are you taking any new clients? I have this project that I need help with, and these are my goals. And she said, yeah, I have space. Let's fit you in. And I told her that I would need aggressive tutoring because uh, basically I would start August 1st and then the webinar recording was August 28th or something. It was, it was at the end of the month. Uh, so then 
we started tutoring, uh, I think three or four times a week for an hour. So it was intense. And then she gave me homework. So I had to practice. And the way that we started is we had all my answers of how I was going to, um, answer during this fidelity webinar in English. And he, she helped me translate it in my words in Spanish. Um, so, so yeah, that was, <laughs> that was cringy at first. And you may have seen some of those uncomfy videos that I posted, like the uncomfy part of relearning Spanish. Uh, and then, so yeah, that was huge. Having that one-on-one -on -one time with Ale. And for anybody that's curious what something like that would cost, um, Ale's rate, uh, when I work with her, maybe different now was $50 an hour. For me, it's a business expense because it's something I was using for a work project. Uh, and I think there's other, you know, there's other, um, talk, talkly or something. It's like a big company that has uh, a lot of different language teachers and you can get a language teacher. I, I used to study Italian. If you know me from my Northern Trust days, I studied Italian for about a year. Parlo un po' italiano, ma non molto bene. Um, and I had an Italian tutor too. Uh, actually I met with her through Facebook. So it wasn't even through that italki uh, website or whatever, but I knew from having that Italian tutor how helpful it was. So yeah, um, Alejandra was amazing. I cannot recommend her enough. And then what I also did was I started listening to more Spanish podcasts. So I love my pop culture, reality TV, English podcast. And I said, oh, I have to get myself away from that just for this month and immerse myself in more Spanish content. So luckily, a lot of people had recommended Se Regalan Dudas. It's a very, very popular all Spanish podcast. Uh, the girls are from Mexico. The women, my bad, are from Mexico. So they have the accent that I'm used to. And they talk a lot about, um, you know, healing, uh, self-development, growth, just a lot of interesting topics, women's issues. So I love listening to the podcast. And I, I haven't been listening to it as much, but I need to because they discuss a lot of important topics. And let's see, what else did I do? Oh, more Spanish music. So if you know me, I love Mariah Carey. I usually listen to Mariah Carey or Michael Jackson, like on repeat, or John Mayer. But I said, okay, more Spanish music. So yeah, changed my Spotify playlist to more Spanish music. And then I also switched uh, a show because people were like, ooh, you should watch Disney movies in Spanish. And that's actually how I learned English as a little kid. So because I learned Spanish first, I learned English later. I learned it because my mom or my grandma would put, would pop in like the VH, VHS movies um, in English of like, yeah, the Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, all the Lion King, all these movies. So that's how I started learning English as a little kid. And I said, no, I don't want to watch Disney movies. I, know, I said, I know. I'm going to watch a show that I've already seen over and over and I love. And it's like a lighthearted show. And that show was Emily in Paris. <laughs> Emily in Paris is just like, I don't know, such a nice escape uh, of a show. It's a really cute show if anybody hasn't seen it. And the episodes are quick. So, so yeah, so I turned the language on Netflix from English to Spanish. And that way on my lunch break, uh, every work day, I would watch Emily in Paris in Espanol. <laughs> and that helped a lot because you just, you know, just again, immersing yourself in the language. What else did I do? I did more frequent calls to family. Usually I, I only speak to family maybe once a month, just, you know, life is busy. But I made uh, 
um, more concerted effort to speak to them once a week. So with my grandma and my dad once a week. You know, with my dad, I used to talk to my dad every Friday. That was our routine. Every Friday after work, I'd call him because I would call him on my drive home from work. I miss that routine. I just remembered that. Um, but I don't drive to work anymore. I don't even have a car. <laughs> I've been in Chicago two years, and I don't drive, and I work from home. So that Actually, that routine stopped way before um, Chicago because, you know, I was still in Arizona when the pandemic happened and everybody started working from home. So basically, once the pandemic happened, which was 2020, for, oh, my God, four years, I stopped that routine with my dad. But we're in touch. We're in touch through Messenger. Anywho, I went on a tangent there. Um, we're in touch through Facebook Messenger. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, more frequent calls to family helped me also practice my Spanish. And... I think that was it. But if I had to say what moved the needle the most, definitely working with a tutor. Definitely working with a tutor and definitely uh, immersing myself in those Spanish podcasts, I would say, made the most difference. And if you are looking to do something similar uh, in this year, maybe 2024 is the year that you want to get more comfortable with Spanish, maybe for work, maybe to communicate better with family. That was another frustration, too, that when I was a family at home, I uh, would stumble. Me trababa con mi español. And it was very frustrating because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to express myself the way that I can in English because I'm English dominant. Um, so that was really helpful, too, to be able to level up my Spanish in that way. And, um, yeah, so anybody that's looking to replicate something like this and, and also reclaim their Spanish, I would definitely recommend you look into your company's tuition reimbursement policy to see if they would be able to cover a Spanish class at your local community college. You know, you might be able to do it online. Uh, I've also heard very good things of Spanish sin pena, I believe it's called. Spanish sin pena, and um, that's a digital community and paid membership and they will also teach you Spanish basics and I think your company's tuition reimbursement some of them might be able to cover it um, if you're self-employed like I am it will be a business expense if it's related to work right so for example I have therapist friends that provide therapy services in English and Spanish so when they do Spanish tutoring that's a write-off because again it's helping them improve their Spanish for their services so the other thing I would recommend would be this app called Pimsleur. I know a lot of people like do Duolingo or Rosetta Stone. I personally have never tried Rosetta Stone. Uh, I have told it's been, it's hard. Or that might be a good avenue too, actually. If your company pays for something like Rosetta Stone, check that out. Um, I know people like Duolingo. For me, it's like a little too, too like gamey to enjoy it. So what I used instead, and this is what I used to learn basic Italian, um, enough Italian to get me by in Italy for a solo trip for a week in 2019, right before the pandemic. Um, this is called Pimsleur. So it's P-I-M-S-L-E-U-R. Uh, I love Pimsleur. I actually wanted to get sponsored by them, and we were in talks, but the rate was way too low. I'm like, no, no, no. I love you guys, but not that much. But here I am getting them free promo. And I'm getting them free promo because I'm actually using them again. Uh, so I don't think I shared this publicly on socials, but um, I am going to Paris with my sister. I am treating her to an all-expense uh, paid-for trip 
to Paris this July. Yeah. And um, this is my sister, Lisa, who's my half-sister. She's a teacher in Tijuana. I love her so much. She is so supportive of me. She's my younger sister, and she works so hard. And um, I'm just so thankful that I'm in a place where I can share my money with family and help build lasting memories like that because it's it's her dream to do that and you know with her teacher's income and in Tijuana it, it, it would take a while until she'd be able to afford that so I'm just really excited to be able to build those summer memories with her oh but um, the reason I mentioned this is because <laughs> you know I have been to Paris before in 2017 uh, and I learned that the French I interacted with were very rude if you didn't speak basic French. If you're just like, oh, you know, you, you speak English, they were rude. So I learned how to say parlez-vous anglais or <laughs> whatever it is. I know my pronunciation is awful. Sorry to any French speakers. Uh, but but yeah, so anywho, I'm so now I'm using Pimsleur to learn basic French. Basically, I want to be able to be like, hello, goodbye, yes, please, no, thank you. Uh, where's, uh, can I have the bill, uh, more water, just basic like restaurant talk or like touristy talk. Where's the exit? Where's the entrance? Things like that. And um, that's what Pimsleur does. And I think they have five levels. I, in Italian, I think I made it up to level four and then I stopped because of the pandemic. I'm not, no, why did I stop? I think because I started my business. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, so because I was, yeah, I was still doing it when I was on Orange Trust. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing Pimsleur again. Um, they do charge a membership or a membership fee. I think it's 15 bucks a month. Honestly, it's so worth it. The lessons are 30 minute lessons and they're very easy. And for me, I'm an auditory learner. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably like listening to stuff. So um, it's great because you listen to something. Um, so for example, I was practicing, uh, excuse me, sir. So they're like, excuse me, sir. It's, uh, excuse, oh my God, <laughs> or like, excuse me, let's do it with excuse me, that's much easier, excuse me, excuse moi, and then you repeat it, excuse moi, and then apparently now they've added this feature where they, you, the AI will rate your pronunciation, which is really cool, it didn't have that when I used the program a couple years ago, they've added that feature, so, and they have a whole catalog of different languages. So, yeah, you can work on, um, for Spanish, there's actually two. I think there's Latin American Spanish and then Spanish um, from Spain because, you know, it's a little different. Uh, but, yeah, check it out if you want to learn Spanish or any other language. Uh, Pimsleur had a really good experience with Italian, and I'm hoping to have similar results with French for my summer trip. And um, the IG stories was also something that was very um, easy for me to do. I actually had a reminder on my calendar to remind me to do those IG stories because otherwise you forget because you get busy with your work day. So I would remember to post at least like a two minute story all in Spanish and it was cringy and it was okay, but it inspired other people to do the same and it helped me practice my Spanish. Oh, um, I know. Last thing I want to say, I do want to be transparent. So even though I did do this webinar in Spanish, um, I did want to share, and I shared this on stories, but I don't think I shared this like on any other socials. Um, I used a teleprompter. <laughs> you may not be able to tell. Um, if you search, if you Google Fidelity Vamos Por Mas, excuse me, you might be able to still access the webinar. Actually, if you go to my link in bio, there you go. If you go to my link in bio, I have a link for that webinar. So you should be able to access it that way. It'll ask you for your email and all that good stuff. 
and um, you can watch the webinar in English or Spanish. I highly recommend it. It's it's free through Fidelity. Um, but yeah, you can check out how I did with Spanish. I got a lot of compliments from people. But again, to be transparent, I did have to use a teleprompter. And um, at first, I was really hard on myself for that because I really wanted to be able to just speak from the heart in Spanish with the Spanish that I've been practicing with Ale. But um, I was juggling too much in August. I was going through some mental health things, and I still had my uh, last round of editing for my book. If I hadn't had those two things on my plate, I feel more than confident that I would have mastered it enough to not need a teleprompter. But because I had those other things on my plate, uh, I gave myself some grace, which that's a new thing that I'm learning through therapy, that I don't have to be perfect. Um, that perfect keeps me from showing up, and I just need to show up. Um, so the teleprompter app, oof, I'm going to have to link it in the show notes because I don't remember. Oh, it's called Prompt. Prompt. And I think it was a one-time fee of maybe 10 or 15 bucks. Highly recommend. There's a lot of apps, but that's the one that I like the most. And, um, yeah, I didn't have to, like, buy an actual teleprompter. It was just a little app, like an add-in that I used on the computer. So, anywho, I hope this episode is helpful and inspires anybody who's looking to level up your Spanish, whether it's for your career or for personal reasons to be able to uh, connect better with your family. Uh, to be honest, that has taken a back burner for me since I'm focused on all things book launch, but it is definitely something that I intend to get back to. And I have actually had Ale, Spanish con Ale, slide into my DMs and be like, Joanna, ¿cuándo vamos a regresar con las clases de español? I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm like, just give me some time to be done with uh, the book promo phase, and then I will get back to that. Um, so yeah, anywho, so to wrap up here, uh, check out my website, culturaandcash.com. You can learn more about the book there. Uh, I have also added book tour dates. I will be in LA. I will be in New York City. I am, I think I'm going to be, a, yeah, I'm going to be at San Diego State, I believe. We're still working out the details. Uh, LA, New York. Oh, and of course, Chicago. It has several Chicago events lined up. So check out culturaandcash.com to learn more. Please follow, rate, and subscribe. And if you like this episode, please post a screenshot on your Instagram stories. Tag me so I can show you some love. Thanks for listening. See you next time.